0: We are asked over and over again, how do you find the right phone numbers for the properties you're trying to buy? It is pretty simple. You skip trace the owner and property address. What does that mean? What does skip trace mean? It means you go and find the contact information of the owner of a property, but you don't want to do that one time. Real estate is a numbers game and a people business. You need to work a lot of leads to find motivated sellers. We use an awesome SkipTrace service that you can upload a giant list of names and addresses all at once, and a few minutes later, you have a ton of phone numbers for prospecting. Visit www.dpipodcast.com forward slash SkipTrace. Welcome to the Discount Property Investor Podcast, where we show you how to buy real estate at a discount so you can create wealth over time and income today. Our mission is to share what we have learned from the experience of others and help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate, the Discount Property Investor way. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys. Welcome back, Discount Property Investors. Thanks for joining me, Uh, your host, Mike Slane, and David Dodge. We are uh, today going to talk about making offers. I encourage you guys to check us out online at the discountpropertyinvestor.com. There you can find all of the properties that we currently have available, as well as the link to freewholesalecourse.com. There you can learn how to start uh, or get started in wholesaling. Uh, So let's go ahead and get started then. Today we're gonna talk about making offers. Dave, you wanna go ahead and jump right in? Let's do it, jump
1: right in. So offers is uh, obviously super important if you wanna do deals, guys. If you wanna get properties under contract and uh, sell those contracts, AKA sell those deals, uh, you have to make offers. So last week we talked about marketing. Marketing is the business that we're in. I just wanna touch on that again. We are in the marketing business. And real estate is our product okay so marketing is obviously number one most important thing if you're not marketing you're not going to have people calling you okay so once you get your marketing set up once you start doing your uh, local networking and um, you get people contacting you and i don't know if it to be people contacting you but i i always say you know if you can get them to contact you that's a warm lead There are other ways to do marketing where you can call, you know, call sellers off of Craigslist or Zillow that have something for rent, you know, or for sale and talk with them that way. But regardless of how you're doing your marketing, either inbound or outbound, you need to be making offers. So the more offers you make, the more deals you're going to do, period. I don't think it gets much more simple than that. it's a numbers game, folks. Same with the marketing. The more marketing you do, the more the more motivated sellers you're gonna be talking to. And uh, when it comes to offers, it's this exact same thing. The more offers you're making, the more properties you can buy at a discount because the more that you're gonna have a higher you know chance of, of getting that motivated seller that just says yes right when you make that offer. So, you know, we encourage everyone to make as many offers as possible. There's really no reason that you can't make you know at least a couple offers every single day. Um, at you know if you have zero marketing budget, you should have access to you know a phone or a computer. I would think. And uh, if you're listening to us, you have access to a phone If you're listening, you do computer. absolutely. Yeah. Get on Zillow. Get on Craigslist. Go and find properties that are for rent or for sale. Pick up the phone and call them. Say, hey, I saw your property. Say, hey, I'm an investor. I I can't pay retail because as an investor that wouldn't make sense for my business. However, I'm interested in buying your property. You know, if it's something that's for sale, go about it that route. If it's something that's for lease, just say, hey, I see that you're a landlord and you have this investment property. I'm also an investor. You know, are you interested in selling? I see you have this vacant property. You know, I'd be more than happy to make you an offer and then make an offer on it, guys. It's it's really not, so that, this is where, not that
0: hard. And this is something I want to hit on too, is don't be afraid to make the offers and don't be afraid to be told no. That's something in this business, you're gonna get rejected a lot. Well, no just we, means not today. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, it's part of this business. And Absolutely. I know when I started, it was very, I I struggled with it, and I still struggle with it, is when you're told no, no, no. And especially if you're in a rut, you haven't had anything good in a while. Like, it, it's a tough business. Uh, it, it will chew you up, spit you out, but be ready for it. I mean, that's just, that's mm-hmm. all part of it. When you're asking someone to sell a property at a discount, you, you can expect to be told no. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just- You can expect to be hung up on, you can yeah. expect to be called names. Yeah, are you crazy? What are you doing wasting my time? I mean, all sorts of stuff. Absolutely. Uh, and that even starts, and you, you are you're familiar with this if you've got your marketing in place like we encouraged last week. You're gonna get people even calling just from the marketing saying, hey, please take me off your list, things like that. It's There's constant rejection. But you have to just keep on moving forward. You got to keep, keep on moving on forward. And just because
1: you. somebody isn't doesn't like your offer today, they aren't ready to sell today, doesn't mean that they're not going to be ready to sell tomorrow or next week or next month. And, um, you know, follow up is, is super key in this business. You know, um, every offer that you make, you need to be following up on that offer because most of the offers that you make, they're not going to say yes today because mm-hmm. the time isn't right you know but if they know that you're an interested buyer and that you've already made them an offer when the time is right they're going to think about that guy that called them, you know, a week or a month or 6 months ago that was interested in the property before they go out and try to maybe hire an agent or, you know, do some marketing of their own to list that property. You have already been the guy that's contacted them right. and said, "Hey, I want to buy the property." So, you know, making offers is is obviously super important. The more offers you make, the better. But also following up on those offers is is key. You have mm-hmm. to follow up on those offers. So, you know, if you're not already using some sort of a, a CRM, a, a software that's going to help you with your customer relationship management, you know, get one. There's tons of free ones out there.
0: Um, well, you can even start with, I mean, Excel and Absolutely. Google, I mean, Gmail, use uh, Gmail's calendar and just Google Sheets or Google Gmail's Sheets, calendar, just whatever you want to yeah. use. I mean, again, just something that says, "Hey, uh i've called this person i made an offer for this i'm gonna follow up in three weeks or what mean yeah, just follow up three days later and then three months later something like that just even so if that
1: you're yeah i mean just have some sort of a plan you know mm-hmm. you don't have to be calling these people every day um but you know once you submit an offer you need to definitely uh follow up with these people so let's talk about offers how to submit offers you know where to submit offers mm-hmm. you know what we're doing and and you know what you can do um, also, if you go to the freewholesalecourse.com or to wholesale, cor- free wholesale course um we have a whole section on offers, and uh, you can learn more there as well. So, Mike, mm-hmm. you want to tell yeah, us a little we'll- bit about, you know, how we're making offers and and, and and the different ways that you can make offers.
0: Sure. So, we'll we'll talk about. Um, so, I guess the different ways to make offers. First off, I mean, is you've got the phone number, obviously these people have called you. So the first way is call them and make a verbal offer over the phone. Um, and that's where, again, you will face some rejection uh, right away, mm-hmm. a little bit more immediate feedback, but it gives you the opportunity to counter. It gives them the opportunity to counter uh, right away and find out really what their true price Get is. Get the and, conversation started. And, true, and that's exactly what, what the offer is or the mm-hmm. contract that you send is. It's starting the conversation. Uh, so the next way then would be, I'd say, emailing it. If you have their email, I always like to try to capture the email on the appointment when I'm going to look at a house so that I can email it. I find it to be the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. We use digital signatures when we're sending out those contracts, which we will go into in the next episode. Uh, we'll share some of the contracts and go into that a little bit more in depth. Um, Stay tuned. Next yeah. week contracts yeah next week contracts there you go so and then the third way is just writing it out and mailing it to them so i mean a lot of a lot of times if it's an older person or somebody just doesn't use computers that much they prefer to have it uh, written so again uh we like to bring contracts with us and yeah, we're going to print p-
1: out a, a stack of them sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you Keep going. Print go Print out a stack of them and put them in your trunk you know of contracts which mm-hmm. we'll get to next week but that is your offer is a contract so when you go out and you meet these these motivated sellers and you know you have an offer um, pull out a contract and start filling it out. I love to do that because it kind of lets them know, Hey, this guy is serious. He's ready to go, you know, and then whenever you are in front of them, you know, let make them acknowledge that, that, that you're there because they called you most likely and that they have something that they're looking to sell. So say, Hey, do you acknowledge that, you know, you are trying to sell this house? Great. Can you you acknowledge that I'm a cash buyer investor and that I can buy this house? Great, here's a contract. This is my offer. Start filling it out. If you can get them to sign it right then and there, awesome. Job well done. If you can't, leave it with them. But then go back to the other ways that Mike had just mentioned on. You know, you want to call these people to follow up. You maybe even want to send them an email with another offer in it. Or even uh, drop one in the mail, you know, and and, and sending offers in the mail. Um, has multiple advantages. One is it's kind of an automated way of following up with somebody. If you're really busy and you're out looking at tons of properties and making tons of offers, you may not have time to sit down and call 20 or 30 or 100 people back weekly or even every other week. And if you can just print that offer and drop it in the mail, you know, two, three, four days later, they're gonna get that. And it's just an automated way of letting them know, hey, I'm interested. Don't forget, I made you an offer. Here's my offer you know call me or email me back if you'd like to accept or negotiate or counter mm-hmm. you know so on and so
0: forth so lots of ways to make offers so what what to offer then is the next question absolutely so, what to
1: offer how to offer
0: right so there's two different ways that uh, if if you're not an agent or you don't have access to the MLS there's two different ways in in my experience to to, to kind of come up with the offer um, well really I'm really one uh, so I would say go to Zillow Zillow is not super accurate. I'm not saying look at his estimates, not saying that at all, but Zillow has a huge amount of information They have out a there, huge amount of data. And you can pull the information that you need. So you go to Zillow and you pull up the address or type the address of the property you're looking at, and then you're gonna look for recently solds and only look at the recently mm-hmm. solds around that property. And with Zillow, you can zoom in, zoom out, and you can select the area. So again, that's very similar to what you would do in the MLS where you're gonna look at the uh, property address and a certain radius and mm-hmm. recently sold. Uh, I don't think you can yet fine tune Zillow on, or no, you can even on the dates, so you can pull properties from the last six months. Yeah, or so. yeah. And Zillow is not a hundred percent accurate, but it is a great well. There's just tons of data. Free way. Yeah. To find. And
1: then some markets. I'm you for one yeah, second. For in some markets, the Zestimate is is spot on. Mm-hmm. In other markets, it's way off. So. I just want to caution individuals that uh, are using the Zestimate, you know, that's not an appraised amount of the property. All that number is, is just uh, data pulled from recent sales in the area, you know, in the last couple months, and it's kind of given an estimate based on bed and bath count and square footage amount. Mm -hmm. So obviously it doesn't take into consideration um, the condition of the property. And, and, and I, I don't know the exact uh, formula that they're using, but I just know that this estimate is is you know it's not always accurate. Yeah, so I would, just, again, just I caution would, that number. I wouldn't
0: put a lot of emphasis on this estimate. I mean, I'll, I'll say that up front. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the huge treasure trove of information which is free, which is available. Sold comps. So, so go find the sold comps and then use basically an envelope formula, is what I call it. Um, I'm sure, somebody else came up with it first, but here we kind of base it on pretty close to seventy percent of the after-repaired value. So Mm -hmm. you look at the comps and you kind of figure out what your after-repaired value would be, minus the repairs. And that's just an easy way to start. 70% uh, is okay in our market. Different areas, uh, definitely not. I mean, when you get into the hotter areas, I mean, we're up to 80, 85% really. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, uh, so again, you've gotta know your market pretty well, but just get started with an offer around 70% minus repairs. Absolutely. I mean, it's super. It's it's. Don't be afraid to make offers. You know, I have heard this a, a lot
1: of a several times from other investors in my market, and it's kind of stuck with me. But if you're embarrassed about your offer, then it's probably a pretty good offer. You <laughs> know, another way to say that is if you're not embarrassed about your offer, you're probably offering too much. You know, so as a discount property investor, you need to be making low offers and you need to be able to buy these deals right, buy these properties right. So um, one thing that Mike had just mentioned is you know, the, the typical wholesaler's formula. Um, it's a formula that if you're gonna be wholesaling, you should definitely know. So the formula is very, very basic, and um, it goes like this. MAO, which stands for your maximum allowable offer, equals 70% of the ARV, which stands for the after repair value minus the repair cost minus your wholesale fee. So I'm going to, I'm going to say that one more time. MAO equals 70% of ARV minus repairs minus wholesale fee. Okay. Now the reason that that formula is so basic or so standard, I should say it's the norm is let's switch gears for a second here. Put yourself in the shoes of a buyer. Anybody that's a, a seasoned real estate investor knows that you you make your money when you buy and you get paid when you sell, so you have to buy right. And if you can buy something with 20 or 30% equity, then you're already going to, you know, you're going to kind of guarantee yourself a good exit on that deal, no matter if that exit is short term or long term. If you can buy with equity, you're going to be doing just fine. It also helps in the refinancing mm-hmm. of the game. So. Back to the formula: MAO, maximum allowable offer, equals seventy percent of the ARV, which is the after repair value, minus repairs minus the wholesale fee. Seventy percent is the norm, folks. In hot markets, you know, like we're located in St. Louis, Missouri, and you know we have some great school districts, some great zip codes, and some great uh, areas in general. And you know we may we may alter our formula. We may go. From seventy percent of the ARV to eighty, even eighty-five percent, and we also have areas that aren't very, very nice areas, places that I wouldn't want to live. Yeah. And you know, we'll modify that formula in the opposite direction. We'll take that formula down to, you know, sixty percent, sometimes fifty, sometimes oh, don't be, forty. Uh, don't be
0: bashful. We'll, go, yeah, we'll go. real low. Sometimes
1: we'll do a thirty percent of the ARV yeah. offer just because it's not. We know that we're going to have trouble selling that deal. Okay. So you, know, you can definitely modify the, the uh, percentage of your ARV. There's, there's markets I know like you know, lots of areas in California, Texas, you know, New York, New Jersey, Florida, so on and so forth that you, know, you may even have to go up to 90% because investors are willing to buy with only 10% equity. So again, put yourself in the shoes of the investor. How much equity are you needing to get to be able to buy that, that property or that deal to where it's still a deal? And then that's how you can kind of work yourself or work work it
0: backwards to determine what the percentage of the ARV should be. So I think we've we've kind of covered it. I want to emphasize one thing. Please don't be afraid to make an offer, because Absolutely. you're going to listen to our next episode where we're going to go over to contracts and we're going to tell you uh, how to cover yourself so that you're not stuck. CYA uh, clauses. Exactly. Yep. So again, don't be afraid to make offers. Check out the next episode. Uh, we are going to to help you uh, write a contract or show you how to use a contract properly. Mm -hmm. Um, But today, start making offers, folks. Get out there, make offers. action item then Mm -hmm. is just follow up with those people who've called you, follow up with the people you've had an appointment with and send offers to them. Make offers, call offers in, Mm -hmm. uh, mail the offer. Just get the offers out there to get that conversation restarted with them if you have let those leads drop off. Absolutely. Check us out online, guys.
1: Mm-hmm. FreeWholesaleCourse.com. There's a link to that uh, to that course and that site on our website, which is the theDiscountPropertyInvestor.com. Subscribe to uh, to our mailing list if you're not already on there. Um, if you're looking for deals in the St. Louis market, um, again, DiscountPropertyInvestor.com is where you can find our deals.
0: And uh, Mike, let's go ahead and uh, wrap this episode up with a quote. Yeah. So next week, join us for contracts. Uh, the quote is: "The fortune is in the follow-up." Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thanks in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy and get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.